Hi, welcome to Suplex of Sticks, a gaming podcast hosted by David and Seth. Greetings. And Forrest. Hola. How's it going? We're back. Yeah. 2020. 2020. It's a year. 2020. Yeah. Did you see that one tweet where the person was like, we could start calling 2020 2K 2K? No. No. I I did not see that. That's weird. That's really funny in my opinion. uh, That's that's one of those weird broken, like, that's one of those weird memes that you like. And I appreciate some of those. Uh, I don't. Man. Well, too bad. (laughs) They're they're for David only now. The, Exclusively. That uh that weird uh general grievous one like thread you posted <laughs> yeah. the other day is real funny. Thank you. All right. So memes if you like memes, you can go to our Discord channel. We post a lot of them in there. And uh Seth posted one today with Banjo kazooie said in French and it was very, it was very funny. Good. So congratulations, Seth. You actually got me to laugh. You got the there. meme of the day. Um, I all am right. the meme lord. The meme. <laughs> You've done it. Now you get uh, like precisely one internet for that. Yes. Um, all right. That's so how let's. Many I was missing to finish my collection. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's talk about all the video games I played while I was on my honeymoon cruise. And that list uh, is precisely Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. <laughs> <laughs> I played a lot of Mario Kart 8 Deluxe and I, you know, sometimes you go into something with good intentions and that you're going to do something and then you instead enjoy the cruise and whenever you have time, you sit down and play a track or two of Mario Kart and this the cruise really um reinvigorated my love for that game and it made me wish that there was a new mario kart coming and there may be this year there There may be this year i i don't know maybe um mario kart 8 has sold so well i really think it might service nintendo better to just build upon that and do a, a large scale dlc but i could be wrong but it, yeah, man, it's such a good game. Uh, the controls are perfect. Everything operates well. It's, I never feel super cheated, even with blue shells. Um, it's, it's just so much fun. Uh, I love playing it. And it was kind of fun on the cruise. You know, you, you're, you're there with a bunch of people. And a lot of people are playing their Switch on the boat, which is really fun. Very nice. Um, either did you the... play Mario Kart with any of them? <clears throat> no, I I did ask mm. one person, and they're like, "No, I'm I'm like really deep in Pokemon right now." And they were they were they weren't connected to the internet, I don't think, unless they're paying a ton of money to do r- max raid battles on the internet <laughs> on the cruise ship Wi-Fi, which was very expensive. Um, but I guess you can do raid battles offline. And Pokemon. Yes. So, okay, I didn't know that. And so they were doing those. And I was like, okay, you don't have to play Mario Kart. Um, our, uh, it, it was, it was awesome. The, the cruise was real good. Um, but and, I just, and what I, were the games you were planning on playing? I was planning on playing Deltarune, 
and SteamWorld Quest Hand of Gogamek. Oh, well, okay. I, I did plan on beating those two, and I just instead played a bunch of Mario Kart. And and honestly, it's because we didn't have a lot of sitting down time because we did a lot on the cruise. So, like, not that mobile games, not that Mario Kart 8 is a mobile game, but it's really easy to get a track or two in and out of a out of a cup because yeah. it's a four four tracks per cup. And so it's easy to get a track or two in while you're waiting for the next thing and then, you know, pause it and keep going with your day. So Mario Kart 8 kind of filled that time for me and it was great because, you know, there's no internet on a cruise unless you pay an exorbitant amount of money. So I wasn't like surfing the internet between stuff. I was just doing a couple tracks of Mario Kart. So it, it really hit the spot, the relaxing spot. Now I want to talk about a new game I did play and I went out of my way to play it because I wanted to talk about it on the show and it kind of ties in with our news later. I played the demo that you can carry your progress over for uh, Pokemon Mystery Dungeon Rescue Team DX. Ooh. And <laughs> let me tell you what I don't think I'm buying this game. <laughs> it is weird, man. Did you play the original, Seth? Um, I played enough to know that I didn't like it. Well, Seth, uh, I also, the demo had enough content in it to let me know that I also probably will not be buying this game. <laughs> um, because it was f- fine. Like, it, that's that's the most... The, the demo's maybe an hour long. And the most intriguing part of it to me was the quiz at the beginning that you take to decide which Pokemon mm-hmm. and Pokemon type you're going to be. Yep. Yeah. One and of the things I distinctly remember is playing it enough to the point where whoever, whatever Pokemon I was should have evolved, and then they didn't. And then I found out they don't evolve until you like beat the story. Yeah. Oh man, really? Yep. That's what. That's the main thing that discouraged me from beating the game. Uh, back when I, because uh, I played Red Rescue Team, which is the Game Boy Advance uh, version of the original two releases, and I had the same problem. Like I, I thought I was making like proper like Pokemon character progress because you know you think you get to like oh you get around level sixteen you should evolve right. Same thing with like the mid thirties. Yeah, and it didn't happen, and I just was, I was expecting a little more of the game to borrow from the mainline series and it doesn't it's really weird yeah it um it's hard because it it has a cute aesthetic oh yeah and the art in it's really good yeah um but man is it not the game for me and it's it kind of reminded me seth of cadence of hyrule yeah because the combat works like you know, I mean, you've played it, but for you at home, if you haven't, you are playing a randomized dungeon, which already I did not know that about this game. Mm-hmm. Um, I hate randomly generated games for the most part. So that also was a knock against it. And then when you move like one square, the other, like the enemy moves a square. And if you attack, then the enemy can move a square. Like each thing is done in a rhythm. And I what I did not like that in Cadence of Hyrule. 
found that out after spending like $25 on that game. So that was real great. But that's fine. I supported the developer and they're, you know, they worked very hard and the game, the music is good and stuff. So yeah. I feel less bad about that. The, but, uh, yeah, I think both Mystery Dungeon, the Mystery Dungeon games and Crypto the Necrodancer have a common uh, ancestor. Like, yeah. They share the same DNA. And so um, I am not a fan of that ancestor and will not but, uh, revisit but to be, that gameplay to style. be clear, uh, Mystery Dungeon is not a rhythm game. Like You don't have to play it in rhythm to the music. Right. And in the, the, the latest, the Zelda Crypt of the Necrodancer, they did take out... You don't have to play that in rhythm either. You can choose to play that like this game, essentially. Um, there's a, like an easy mode where you can decide to do that. Nice. Uh, and I tried that too, and it I didn't like it. So you know, <laughs> it it just isn't the type of game for me. So yeah, that's my experience. I promptly deleted it after I was finished with the demo and was like, all right, I know enough to. Game demos are good. Yes, because it can save you money. Yeah, more games should yes. have demos. Give me, give me more demos, but yes. not demos that contain the entirety of the game, so that data miners <laughs> find out all this stuff. Yeah, that's not great. Also, um, Mystery Dungeon is the full price game is being priced at like sixty dollars. Oh, really? Da- yeah, because I downloaded and played the demo today, and on the eShop it says like you pre-purchase it for sixty dollars. Oh, yikes! My, yeah, my first thought was immediately, no. How long? How long do you realistically think that game is? Oh, I've well, got no clue. It's got to be like fifteen hours. Let's let's look it up. Yeah. Yeah. Look it up. Um, so, are... Forrest, you played it. Did you beat the demo? Yes. And you that's enough to know you're not going to be by the game. Yeah, because it's it's too much. It, it's too similar to the original version. Like, the problems that I have with the original version, I have with this version. I feel the movement in the dungeons is very stilted and slow. Um, I don't like the combat. It... I just was pressing A a bunch and not even in like the like in regular Pokemon where of course you're pressing A to determine and like you're selecting which attacks you want to do and, and a bunch of different actions and stuff. But in Mystery Dungeon you're just pressing A and it yeah. does your attack for you and that's it. Like you're not strategizing okay. or anything. So according to how long to beat for the original Red and Blue Rescue Team. Yeah, I was um, I, I I saw it. I it's <laughs> The average for just the main story is 20 hours, and the main with extras is 40 hours. That's a fair amount of time, but I... Now, hold on. The completionist is 123 (laughs) hours. What? (laughs) So there must be 123... There's got to be a ton of missions in this that just randomly generate. I the gameplay structure, like the mission structure of this game, I would not give 123 hours to... Yeah, all. but you'd be surprised with what people will spend under 23 hours doing. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> like Seth has played Tetris 99 for easily 123 hours. It's literally the same thing over and over. <laughs> Fair Man, enough. I, oh, I almost won last night. I, I got second again, and I was Ooh. steaming. I was... Oh, man. You're almost there, buddy. I know. It, Terrible. Oh, <laughs> there. Um, I bet you I could play a game while we're recording and win it. Don't do that. 
Don't that'll be so demoralizing to me. <laughs> it'll break me a little. Uh so Seth, I wanna you you posted a tweet. That uh, is what one does on Twitter. Yeah. You posted a tweet. Um famously, as we've talked about this on the show, you have mentioned that one of your one of your favorite games and all, well, a game that you love. Yeah, let's not overplay this. Yeah, let's not. But a game that you love that a lot of people don't. Is a game Watch that Dogs. I think that I argued was good. Not <laughs> I, not even a game that I loved. I I mean, yeah, you've argued that it's good. Is Watch Dogs? Yes. And then you you tweeted. I I don't have the the tweet in front of me to quote you, but I believe it went along the lines of maybe Watch Dogs isn't good. Uh no, that is not what the tweet was. It was okay, so okay. I um let's I'll pull up the receipts. I I will um So what happened was <laughs> Yeah, let's uh, What happened the, the genesis of this, I think. I'm trying to remember I was trying to actually remember why I did this. I think that it had to do um with like the talk about the Witcher show. Um and it may it must have triggered in me the um, to be honest watchdogs also kind of sucks and it was out yeah. of nowhere so man i was going to get there dude um you just kind of preempted my whole thing uh but but yeah i've been playing i i had been playing watchdogs um and when i started it like at at somewhere near the beginning i tweeted i was like Watch Dogs uh, is good or something. Um, I can't, it's so hard. I Going through my Twitter, oh my gosh, there's so many just retweets. All my stuff is retweets. I can't find my actual tweets. <laughs> um, it's a real yeah. issue. Golly, this is insane. Uh, where, where are my tweets? Good grief. Uh, there got to be somewhere on here. Could you check the tweets and replies section? I feel like or that would that... be harder to do. For some reason, I thought it would. Also, Seven I had a great tweet tweets. that no one responded to. What nice. if Hotel California is actually the Ocean View Motel? Ooh, mm. oh, good theory. That's oh yeah. Okay, so <laughs> January fourth, I. I tweeted Watchdogs is a good game. I don't know if I was playing it at that point. Um but I think it was because like all the discussion uh, or ma- the talk of the Witcher TV show or Netflix show it must have made me think about how um much I wish that Watchdogs was like a a Netflix series. Um cuz I when I, when when I played Watchdogs and in my subsequent playthroughs, I have argued that it is actually good, um, or at least has the bones of a good game, uh, and is kind of dragged down by its terrible protagonist. Um, like Aiden, Aiden Pierce sucks, but there's a bunch of really good characters, and they're uh, like so, like the the what what's the word? The supporting players in the game, uh, I think, are interesting. Um, 
and they have some they ha- they have some interesting stories that are happening around the the terrible story of boring Aiden Pierce. Um and so that was all, always my argument that the gameplay itself is pretty fun. There's a bunch of really good segments. Um I don't know. I still think it's it I think it is a good game, but it does also kind of suck because um a lot of the the cool plot threads do not like um they don't hold up as well as I remember them. Um the the and the way a lot of stuff resolves is just like ugh, that wasn't great. Uh or or the the resolutions to characters is not um like it's not fitting to to how interesting the character's story was or how interesting the characters are. Um so yeah, that's what I think about Watch Dogs. <laughs> it, not that it's this great incredible game that's so underrated that people hate on for no reason. Like it's a good game. Um that has the, a lot of problems because of the terrible main character. Uh also one of the things I noticed is how easy it is because um you can get like the strongest guns in the game very early and huh. it just kind of breaks some of the 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 would be strategy that you could put into some stuff because there's absolutely no need for there's no resource management like you always have ammo for everything um and it's so easy to get money and so easy to get guns um that like there's a grenade launcher you can get that just like it it's so overpowered to everything in the game um and like i was even playing it on i was playing it on the highest difficulty and the only thing that does is it makes you die really fast when you get shot but there's not really any uh need for you to get shot because you can just blow people up before they even get close to you because you have a grenade launcher with basically unlimited ammo um which you know it's it's fun but it was something that i had not realized before um but yeah so it's a good game with uh that also kind of sucks you know it's like a lot of games yeah yeah huh watchdogs but always in our hearts i wish that it was a if, I, I think it would make a really good series. If you I, turned, I also think that if you turn the main character into an actual good character, um, and I also think the like the tech surveillance state stuff would be interesting. Um, today, like in election time, because there's this main plot thread about how this uh, company that's basically Google or Facebook, how they use um like search subliminal advertising and search engine optimization and stuff to influence Ooh. to basically rig an election yeah. um that's good yeah and that's something like i remember i remember it from when i first played it but it wasn't something i was like oh wait a minute um so that w- that was interesting for sure I'm glad you clarified because I, I saw that tweet and I, I did tweet begging. And I was like, hot take from you. <laughs> and, uh, but yes, I will continue to defend watchdogs. <laughs> but like, I also understand that like it's shortcomings. Right. Yeah. 
Um, and the only reason I played it was because uh, it was on sale on that Microsoft store for like $6. <laughs> it was the impulse buy. And so I was like, you know what? I'd like to own this game on a console that I play. Because the previous console I owned it on was the... I think the PS3 was the first one I played it on. And then the Wii U. So it's like... <laughs> mm. You know, the Wii U was like the definitive way to play that game, though. It was. Because the... of the gamepad. Yeah. Oh, I... I don't remember if the game if the Wii U version had the in-game minimap, but actually like literally the first thing I tried to do when I opened up the game was turn off the minimap and there was no option to. Huh. It was kind of bummed me out. Kirk Hamilton at or formerly of Kotaku would be very disappointed in them. Yeah, I mean I'm sure you can you can probably turn it off on the PC. Um, yeah, yeah. But it was just it was just weird like um it's it's also interesting playing it because it's absolutely of a a bygone Ubisoft cuz I think it was like a what was it like 2012 I don't remember um and they they designed open world games a lot differently back then yeah, yeah. and I think it was only something I I was really cognizant of because um have, did you notice that in control there was no mini map at all no, actually. Yeah, and of course, and wow. you wouldn't. Oh my you gosh! Wouldn't. Hold on. What? Huh? Yeah, the you art wouldn't. Direction you wouldn't in that because game. you don't. You would. You don't need it in the game. And yeah. it, like having a mini map would not make that game better. Um, it would detract from it, really. Yeah, the, and the game had does so much work with signage and, like it, it really does a good job of telling you where you need to go. Yeah, for the most part. That's good proper level and world design. Well, yeah. Which yeah, and it's not exactly yeah. something you can replicate when you're trying to make An a recreation world. of a city. Yeah. Um. But it was something like, like having come off of that. Uh, I wanted like I enjoyed that experience, um, and I wanted to, I just I wanted to turn the minimap off, but I couldn't. Yeah. All right, Forrest, besides Pokemon Mystery Dungeon Rescue Team DX. <laughs> That's our new Dragon Quest XI. <laughs> what, did, uh, what did you play? Uh, I started Nier Automata. Oh. Um, I really like the soundtrack for that game so far. It, it, like every new song that I'm hearing, I, I'm thoroughly enjoying. I'm finding something new in each like piece of music that I'm liking a lot. and um, I, I like the story setup. Um, I won't get too far into details, but basically humanity was kicked off of Earth a while ago and they're hiding out in the moon. And they built a special team of androids to take back the Earth, basically. Gotcha. And you play as one of these androids. Mm. Um, and combat's fun, but it I went into it expecting a little more of like Metal Gear Rising or like DMC-style combat. And it's not it like it's not what I was expecting. So I'm I'm making mistakes based on how I think the game works when it actually doesn't work that way. So combat is kind of tough for me right now. Seth, how would you? What game would you akin this com combat to? I don't know. Because um, <laughs> I, mean, I know you played the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, yes, I played it uh, early last year. 
Um, four is prepare to be sad. Oh yes. Um, uh, I don't. It's. I mean, it's. You know, it's an it's a strain of the. Um, the platinum. Uh, games. Yeah, yield like kind platinum of, character action. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's in that vein. Like it's not super stylized or anything but yeah. it is it is it's flashy enough because they are robots with giant swords it's true so as someone who just recently gave up on a platinum game is it a game where you use the trigger as your melee attack for some reason no uh, oh thank no. god okay it's, because that's how astral chain is and that's yeah. trash yeah. It's, it's bad control it's closer, design it's closer oh. to um oh. kingdom hearts than it is like bayonetta okay I yeah. yeah I uh I just know that when I sold that I sold that game to Forest and I was so I glad to get rid of it because <laughs> I just man every time I tried to play that game it just wasn't Platinum fucking... is strange baby yeah. it's weird and I like I love that they're weird uh, just bring Wonderful One Hundred One to the Switch that'd um, be really cool yeah sorry go no, ahead Forest you you you're playing that and what else. I I got Okami HD, another platinum game. Technically, uh, um, not it, not like originally platinum, but a lot of the developers from that moved over to platinum once that was a thing. Um, <laughs> sorry, got stuff caught in my throat. Uh, a lot of those developers moved over to platinum once that was founded. Um, but Okami originally came out on like the PS2 back in like the mid two thousands, I think. Uh, just for people who don't know what it is. Um, I describe it as like a Zelda like so far. Yeah, yeah, it's it, similar to Zelda. And I, I like it. I, I really like the aesthetic of it. It, it has this um, kind of like, I don't want to say like Japanese art aesthetic because that's such a vague descriptor. I. It's like watercolor. Yeah. It's like a watercolor esque yeah. game. Yeah. And it's a it's mm, a I I'm pretty sure there is like yeah there's an actual word for it I just don't have it uh, yeah. on my brain um I will say forest is kind of I don't know how far you are into the game it's a much wordier version of Zelda and they do not let you skip or or speed through any of the text and so it I've you have to have a lot of patience with that yeah Let's uh, see. so it is, that doesn't get any better it gets it's worse actually aesthetic. Okami's aesthetic is inspired by Japanese watercolor and wood carving art in the Yukioe style and the Sumie oh. ink wash paintings. There it is. Well, Thank you, Seth. Watercolor was in that, so I'll take exactly. like half a point. Yeah. Japanese was in it, so I'll take that half of the <laughs> point. <laughs> so Japanese watercolor art, and it's beautiful. Um, That's pretty nice. Um, I didn't get too far into it. I got maybe like an hour in. Um, the intro, I timed it. It took, the intro takes 15 minutes before you're able to properly control your character. And like, for some reason that just like, that really dragged me down. But I, but I decided to play for about another hour after that because I wanted to get a good feel for the game so far. And I like it and I'm looking forward to playing more of it, but I like, because I started so many games, I didn't get too far into any one game. Right. So I don't have much to say outside of just initial impressions. My challenge to you is to pick one because you'll eventually the you've, I'm sure you've heard me and Seth talk about it. 
the 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 multiple game syndrome yeah. is dangerous, especially when you're playing them on the same system. Well, no, the Okami and uh, Near is are not on the same system. It's true. So but the next game that I played is on the Switch as well. Well, what is that? Katana Zero. Oh, nice. Yep, I got it today. I saw it was on sale, and the sale ends tomorrow. And I went, crud. This was literally the chance I've been waiting months for. So I did it, and I downloaded it at school today. And I started playing that tonight, and I played, like, the first three missions. That, game, that game's only, like, four or five hours. Yeah, so, so I'm I'm looking to beat that maybe tomorrow if, if I had the time after class. Mm, that game is so good. Yeah. Waiting I, for that DLC to come out that has been hinted at. Ooh. So... I keep Ready forgetting for about it. that. Yeah, I'll be hyped for that. Um, yeah, that's a really fun game. It reminds me of a one-hit kill version of Mega Man Zero, which oh yeah, okay, I can see that. Yeah, just the I can like that side-scrolling. That. Yeah, uh, fast action. Seth, you really swing. need to play that game. I think yeah, yeah, you you would really like the because it's between the the side-scrolling action and the the like choose your own adventure parts of the story like i really think that that's like up your alley yeah it, I'm it sure really I like it it mashes both of those genres up really well yeah um along with like trippy headspace stuff like control it's oh that game is so good okay i i could go on for that it's a solid time. there's a reason it was in my like top five yeah for the year and so. i'm very close to finding out why <laughs> yeah <laughs> um but yeah that's that's what i got uh pokemon mystery dungeon near Okami and Katana Zero. A lot of stuff. Yes. All right. Uh, little <laughs> bits of, of, of things. So there is, in fact, one other thing that is worth talking about that I played this week. Oh, really? Glad to hear. Um, it's not a new game, but it was a new experience for me. Um, right. So there is, I, I, on Monday, I met up with some friends at this place uh in Oviedo called Arcade Monsters. Uh it's a really cool place and they're about and they're expanding and it's gonna be very even much cooler. Um and you know they got a bunch of arcade games. Um they also have a bunch of like imported Japanese rhythm games which oh nice do they have the, the drum one the taiketsu drum one? yeah yeah they do um, I've always wanted to play a good machine of those because the one at yeah. Easy Street is broken. Yeah, it's a it's a cool place, um, but they also you can, um, you can like uh, rent um, VR headsets from them. Uh, like you can get Oculus Quest. They have, and they also have a PSVR setup. Um, oh, and and I what? I said oh snap. Yeah, and I played Super Hot VR. Oh, it's so it's so fun. Um, like I have Super Hot on Steam. I don't think I ever played it, um, but I can't imagine like wanting to play the regular version after having played the VR. Um, it's so like it. It's such an Im- immersive experience. Like I was getting so into it um, in the, in this <laughs> this little uh, this little cordon off area upstairs in this in this arcade. Like um, planning out my attacks and and like ducking and, and crawling around and getting out of the way of these bullets that are flying. It's It was so fun. I really enjoyed it. I thought you were going to say you played Beat Saber Green Day. Oh, <laughs> no, I did not. <laughs> oh, man. 
Did you did I you actually, play Beat Saber? Or no? I would have, but the the um the PSVR it had like one of the controllers was dead. Um, oh, gotcha. And so it wasn't working, like it wasn't tracking things properly. Like it wasn't yeah. dead, but it had issues. Negative battery life, basically. <laughs> mm. Yeah, you gotta hate when you have negative battery life. Yeah. Been um, there, done that. I also I tried yeah. to also play Trover Saves the Universe on the PSVR, uh, but you know it wasn't working, and that was a disappointment. Shame. All right, I'm really glad you had. We we need to make a a point to go to that place because they also have a Killer Queen Black Machine. Ooh, well, well, not they have or a killer, killer Queen, queen. Machine. Yeah, Killer Queen Machine and the OG Dynamite all, with the we laser beam. We know beam. how. Uh, you know, Seth and I had an experience with that where <laughs> <laughs> he jumped in not knowing how to play the game at all, which is rough. <laughs> um, did you ever play the tutorial of that game? No. <laughs> <laughs> you should. Nice. You should, man. It, ah, that game is good. I've gone in and played a couple rounds, of, you know, every once in a while. It's a good load-up game. Um, but, all right, with that... We will uh, take a break and we will be right back. And we're back. Hopefully, while we were on break, that that brief amount of time you were on our social. You went to the bathroom. You went to our social medias and checked to see if we've been posting. Um, we're going to be better about that as soon as possible. We're, I now have like, I'm basically taking my Twitter, my personal Twitter off of my phone and leaving the suplex one only on there. And, um, you know, just to like focus on that. So Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all at suplex the sticks. And we're going to be posting more actively on there. And we also have a Discord channel. Come and talk to us. We post stupid stuff all the time. There's an off-topic channel where I throw movie trailers in there and everyone ignores them. Um, I'm really excited to see Jared Leto sing 30 Seconds to Mars song as a vampire. It's going to be weird. And that Morbius movie. Yeah. Uh, Remember when Jared Leto was in a band? Yeah, yeah, and, he and still that's is. What his thing was. I mean, he still is. They but still he's... tour no like all the no time. No way. Yes, yeah, they, they do. do. No, yeah, absolutely zero chance that happens. Yeah, they released an album like last year. Yeah. No, they did not. Yes, Don't they did. <laughs> um, so with that, I just make stuff up. <laughs> um, you know, we're we we're a good community for the most part. I I think it's fun. Uh, we we rag on each other a little bit and call each other out, but that's what I love about us is yeah. that you know that we are always honest with each other, um, and you know we're just and yeah, honesty is fun. Yeah, it's good, and it's and it should be appreciated. Um, so let's talk about this Pokemon Direct, which I really loved. Oh, yes. Uh, FYI, I came in fifth. Darn it, I didn't and, win. Tetris 99. <laughs> wow. You jerk. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm glad you didn't win. <laughs> yeah. But, Man, I was uh, close to. Uh, he didn't so, even let off a sign that he was playing. Yeah. Wow. I could hear joysticks, but I was like, I don't know. I was I just like, oh, no, it's nothing. Um, so Rescue Team DX, as we talked about earlier, got announced. That was kind of out of nowhere. 
and I know that both of you wish a different Pokemon spinoff had been remastered. Um, uh, yes. Yeah, there are, or there just are many a new choices. One. Yeah. I guess uh, you guys like this Pokemon Ranger game that I never played. Yes. Um, it's a fantastic game. I it's, think... it, it's a very good look into another side of the world of Pokemon. We always experience it from a trainer's perspective through the main series, but the Ranger series is about, like, like these like the the Pokemon Rangers, the people who just go out and like rescue Pokemon, you know? Yeah, you draw circles around them. Yeah. That's what Seth you, did a lot. Yeah, you capture them using <laughs> um, non Pokeball Pokeballs. You could do this with your finger. Remake that game for my friends, please. Please. Um but let's talk about the fact that we're getting over two hundred new Pokemon in Pokemon Sword and Shield. Um I feel like you are not presenting this information in the proper order. Okay. No, yeah. no, no. Go for it. You... <laughs> because the, the 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 big deal is not, I mean, 200 new Pokemon, yeah, that's a good thing. But the but what the Pokemon Direct was for is they announced freaking DLC oh, for yes. Sword and Shield. I was getting there. Yeah, but, but you were doing it backwards. DLC. Mm-hmm. So they're announcing DLC instead of a... I'm imagining this is in place of a middle game yeah they base they they made the comparison they're like in the past we've done um like other editions of games with with new stuff but yeah. in lieu of that they are doing a expansion pass uh which has two two different things one that's coming out in like june and one later in the year right yeah. um yeah called the isle of armor and then the crown tundra which is a dope name. Yeah. Yeah. That's a dope name. Isle of Armor was neat, but when the, the Crown Tundra popped, I was like, oh, that's cool. Yeah. That was, got me. But, yeah, so let's talk about what's in them. Yes. There is over 100 Pokemon added to each DLC. Um, yeah. A uh, hundred, uh, to be clear, they are adding a hundred of the old Pokemon. Yes, or Galarian forms of the old Pokemon, one of the two. Well, They're... I think I think it was implied that it was regular forms. Okay, um, you there at least an Isle of Armor. The theme is like growth, and you're on an island, of course. Um, and you're there's going to be this new story where you have a new rival, and in Sword, you're going to have Clara, who is a psychic type, or is that Avery? I can't Avery's, remember. The uh, Avery's the psychic, the psychic type. type. Avery looks really cool. Clara looks weird. I'm really excited to have Avery as my rival. Clara got his pink top hair. Hat. Clara does have pink hair. Yeah. She's poison type, I believe. Yes, yes, yep. she is. An interesting thing about Clara is she has what a, like she has a bow that appears to be wings of a dust ox, oh. but uh hmm. different color than a normal dust ox. So hmm, hint hint maybe. That'd be cool oh. if we had a character f- actually have a shiny Pokemon. <laughs> no, I was talking about a Galarian form. You I know. <laughs> I know. Um, but that'd be cool. Listen, that we would be talk, cool. We got to talk about this cool, <laughs> the Gigantamax versions of these starters. Ooh. Yes, that was another thing. Um, they showed off, they're, they're talking about new Gigantamax. They first showed us uh, images of Gigantamax uh, Blastoise and Venusaur. Yeah. Oh, yeah, more big turtle Which, boys. Uh, boy, big turtle. <laughs> yeah, they're they're pretty cool. Um, Which means we're getting Squirtle and Bulbasaur back. Yes, yes, yes. But they also showed the that through some 
presumably plot machinations, uh, your starter will get a Dynamax, a Gigantamax form, rather. Yeah. And boy, does Inteleons look cool. You get into a sniper nest. Yeah. That's yeah. dope. It's so funny. I... <laughs> I I just there's so much horrible meme potential here. And and Cinderace <laughs> gets a big flaming soccer ball. Yeah. And he still looks very similar, but he just gets a big soccer ball. I like and soccer. I can't remember what Rillaboom's look like. Rillaboom, he gets a gigantic drum set that is fused <laughs> with his body and his hair. Yeah. Wait, it fuses it's, with his body? Yes, yeah, like there it's literally his body parts. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that's <laughs> horrific! I know, he's he's crazy looking. Oh, I, like him. I oh man, I love this. I'm so excited. Um, what's what's really great about it, and we we did kind of skip over this, is because this is DLC. You are carrying over your save, so it's yes. not like the previous middle and middle uh middle like, games where like release games you you have games. to start all over again. Um, Frankly, like. Uh, Loki probably the best part of that news because like replaying through the entire game with basically with like very minimal uh differences it's just kind of t- it's kind of a bummer like it, yeah. it's boring yeah I skipped a lot of those middle ones um, yeah I think after I'm pretty sure I haven't played any of them like since I played Crystal. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm with you. So I I played Emerald only because I skipped out on Ruby and Sapphire. I mean, you still made the right choice on skipping out on Ruby and Sapphire. Yeah. but And then I skipped Platinum because I was too hyped for Diamond and Pearl. So I got those right out the gate. I got Diamond right out the gate. <sighs> yeah. But yeah, it's, I very much appreciated that Like, you just get to play with your Pokemon. Yeah. Um, and also... Uh, Naturally, since there is a new area of Pokemon, there are new legendaries, and the uh, the key legendary of the Isle of Armor is a little guy named Cub Fu. Yeah, he's a cutie. He, he t- who turns into uh, a, Urshifu, a, 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 a bigger boy named Urshifu. Um, and very, very much, they're basically Kung Fu Panda Pokemon. Yeah, yeah. To be honest, I mean they're not pandas, but. So the really cool well the really cool thing about Urshifu is that it's got two forms. Yep. Um one is a f- dark fighting dark type. Yes. Which is um a single strike one which is for shield and then one is fighting water type which is for sword. I'm okay, so there's a lot of that. people are talking about how these are version exclusives but they never actually said that really i'm yeah pretty they sure said, they did. I, I rewatched it today they didn't specify just they that said there were dep- different forms it, it was just like depending on choices you make in the game oh that's good then because i really like that fighting water type. yeah same here <laughs> okay cool uh that's good to know um but it's going to be tied into the story where you become the mentee of um, this I forget his name. Mustard. His name is Mustard. His name How is, could you forget? His name that? is Mustard. Yeah, I knew it was something stupid. <laughs> um, so you you become the mentee of Mustard, who was Leon's mentor. Yep. Uh, 
And that's dope. And, and, and a former Galar champion himself. Yes. But I don't now know that, why and, you, and, the current Galar champion, needs to become the mentee of a whatever. It'll be well, fun. I would presume that Leon did it when he became champion. Yeah, that's true. Who knows? Maybe we'll find out. It's like how after Leon lost the championship, he became the the leader of the battle tower. Yeah. Okay. I get it. I have not done battle tower stuff. I guess I should. Hey, me Interesting. Either. The uh, mustard is actually based off a guy, like an actual martial artist who like traveled the world learning different styles and whose name was something mustard. That's sick. Oh. Not white and Kim. and of course it is a a plant so it 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 also ties in that way with the the naming traditions of Pokemon not really he's not really a professor but he may as well be huh yeah um so then we have the crown tundra which I think we covered everything in Isle of Armor so. uh yeah okay I mean every everything that we know. They yeah. they did we we did a skip over Galarian Slowpoke. Oh uh, yeah, which the, is in the game now. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And which he will, has Yeah. Yeah, go he's ahead. he's got two new he's gonna have of course uh Slowbro and Slowking Galarian forms. Um interesting like they showed us pieces of of their concept art, but hid key features. Uh it seems like he'll be evolving without a shelter. Yeah, they he'll have a different he he evolves to Slowbro, I think, in Isle of Armor and Slow King and Crown of Tundra. Crown mm-hmm. Tundra. Yeah. So And the Slow King, from what we saw, kinda looks like the Phantom of the Opera. Yeah. It does. So that's exciting. But anyway, Crown Tundra. Crown it's Tundra. Very icy. Another it's got, new It's gonna have a lot of stuff. One thing we should say, uh, is that um they said that both of these areas are going to be like um, open spaces akin to the wild area, but like bigger uh, and like the whole thing. There aren't going to be like individual towns that you leave the wild areas to go into. Which so is nuts. Yeah. yeah, they're just they're fully open and seamless. Uh, and it seems to, like that. seems like it's going to play like have more of an effect in the Crown Tundra. Because uh, as since as the Isle of Armor is about growth, they said that Crown Tundra is about expiration. Mm. Yeah, and there's a lot. There's a. I mean, they showed the the least of this one, um, but we know it's a it's a big space. They're they're like, um, they're new Reggies. They're gonna. Um, like a, a lightning and like a dragon looking one. Um, there are Galarian forms of the Kanto legendary birds, which which are cool. Oh yeah, um, man. There's this big brain boy who is the the legendary named Calyrex. He's cool looking. Um, but the the biggest thing I think that they announced was that there are, um. They're in some form expanding what raids were in the in in the base game with these like co-op um Pokemon dens where you can go to fight uh like who who knows what what but uh they seem to imply that that 
they're they're bringing back like the old all the legendaries from the old games and they seem to imply that you'll be able to encounter them in these these co-op raid things i'm not sure what they're what they're going to be like they sound they sound more like like actual dungeons than what the raids are now which are just uh big pokemon battles yeah uh it's gonna be so good i'm very excited it's all very cool sounding yeah, I'm. I'm really excited for. Did you mention uh, in all of what you said, Calix? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Calyrex. Green boy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm really excited cool. for that indignant-looking rabbit boy. I I think he's based off a reindeer, but I'm not sure. Oh, yeah, that that's what I was sense. thinking too. I couldn't tell because he's got like these his design, antlers yeah. with this bulb. I don't know. His design Strange. is very odd. Yeah. Yeah, it's so weird looking. He's like I am too. He's got this giant head and these <laughs> freaky long tiny legs. Big head. It's weird. I yeah. like him. He's very like he's kind of off putting looking, but yeah. in a good way. Yeah. And just a uh, quick thing about like in the direct, like the trailers that they were showing for this, I I love the way they were using like like almost kind of looked like it was like in universe like files, like research files and like yeah, all these yeah. pictures. Yeah. Like I, I think that was a really cool way to showcase some of the new and returning things that we'd be seeing, and it was just I, I really like the amount of effort they put into showcasing these two expansions. Yeah, they look, they look a lot of fun. Um, I'm also very excited about all the new clothing options. Yes, there's they so are. many, so much. Because I, I was a little like disappointed by the stuff by what you could could wear. In in the base game, um, we'll be disappointed no more, Seth. Yeah, well, there, got... there were there were a lot of stuff, including like you can dress up as like some of the other main characters. Yeah, I saw um, them, and you can you can dress <laughs> up as uh, as Getsus from Black and White. Um, oh, I you, missed if that. You, if you played that, uh, you you would know he he was one of the villains. Um, but they, so they. I mean, to be, like in the trailer, yeah. Yeah, the oh, it's more man. than just outfits. There are like costumes that are wow, gonna be, which is which is that's, cool. That's crazy. I I still don't have the games, but like, see, like seeing the trailers for these expansions got me really excited to like. I I want to go out and buy them so I can be on the ground floor when these come out. You know. Yeah. Yeah. And I think what is uh, unsaid in these trailers. But I think you can. I don't, I don't think it's too far of a leap to assume that since, like the Pokemon Sword and Shield have a base of uh, around four hundred, and there's like, um, I'm trying to remember how there are like eight hundred something Pokemon in total. Actually, it's I think it's in the nine hundreds. Yeah, I think we're at the nines. But nines. um, they, so there's four hundred. They're adding two hundred of them. Um, and I, so I think it's safe to assume that there are future plans to maybe, I mean, maybe you can't outright say there's going to be more DLC after this, but I think they wouldn't just be, they're not just going to add these 200 Pokemon. Like if they're going to add these, there's probably plans to get more of the older Pokemon in the games. Yeah. 
<sighs> and and the the region the the areas are based off uh, like I saw a tweet they're based off the the Isle of Man and Scotland and so like there's oh. still yeah so you still got like you got Ireland out there you got Wales as potential new places for uh, for other DLC so it's not like they are lacking um real world inspiration here yeah and um did they did they put a specific number that this was expansion pass one or that this was just an expansion pass yeah they just said it was a sword and shield expansion pass okay gotcha yeah. if they put a number with it then that would definitely get me thinking that there may be more next year yeah yeah but who knows yep i hope they do continue because now i know it'll never happen but my dream is so uh, right across the, I don't, it's not an ocean. The channel from the UK is France. Yep. Uh, and I Nova. would Just really Nova. love no a Kalos expansion. Man, I really shot myself in the foot there. Because like, Kalos was such a cool region that they yeah. never did anything with it after, which was so weird. Like everyone was expecting Pokemon Z. Yeah. And then it's like, no, here's a new region. Here, like, here's Sun and Moon. Okay. Actually, here's Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire. <laughs> uh I yeah, I was really I was really hoping for more out of the Kalos region, and I'm hoping that the reason that they didn't was because they had plans down the line for this. But who knows? I mean, I doubt it. I doubt it too. Um, but but it's you know, dare to dream, baby. Yeah, exactly. I mean, X and Y was the last one I beat before this one. Yeah. yeah. I didn't care about Sun and Moon or Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire, so. Yeah. Ugh. Omega Ruby but and yes, Alpha Sapphire. But yes, that was are... the Pokemon Direct. That was. It was 20 God, minutes long. Yeah. A week ago. And it was a week ago. That's I had true. Seth send me updates on Facebook Messenger <laughs> so that I could at least know yeah. what happened. Yeah. <laughs> I'm yep. re- I'm really I'm excited, excited for it all. It looks really good. I'm I'm glad that they're kind of playing around with the story formula and like yeah the reasons for going to these places. It they're experimenting here, and I hope it pays off. Yeah, yep. it will. Yep. It will. I think as long as people just be happy that there's Pokemon in the game, yes. and there doesn't need to be every one of them. Yeah. So and that they're they're changing and things they're up. You know. Yeah. Also, since there is a, they're going to be Galarian legendary birds, there better be a Galari- Galarian, that's so hard to say, Galarian Lugia. Oh, oh, man. That'd be sick. That Galarian Zapdos is real good. Yeah. Did you guys... Uh, uh, like a Chocobo. Orange. Yeah. Yeah. Did you guys see... I really like the Galarian Articuno. Not going to yeah. lie. But, it um, looks like a, a superhero or something. Yeah, I love it. Um, But I... Or a super villain. It looks like some of the Reggies from the Hoenn region are getting Galarian forms. I don't no, know. If you... That's just two new Reggies. Really? I yeah. They, I, I I was assuming they are brand new ones because okay. they showed in the trailer. They showed um like the Reggie temples, uh, and then they showed two new ones for the new concept art they showed. Yeah. Huh. Okay. I thought those were just Galarian forms of like Reggie Rock and. No, nah, they're Steel new. They're something. new Reggies. Huh. It's been a while since we've got one of those. <laughs> yeah, yep. we're getting two. Been since, it's been since Diamond and Pearl. Yeah. When we got Reggie, Regigigis. I'm sorry. What? You heard I always, I always Regigigis. said Reggie Gigas. Yeah, so. same here. 
All right, Regigigis. Regigigis. Um, <laughs> yep. Let's 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 go from all of this joy to a little bit of sadness, um, and talk about these delays. There's two delays that Jason Schreier broke over the last couple of days, um, and that's Final Fantasy VII remake has been delayed a month to April 10th for some polishing. And Marvel Avengers has been delayed all the way to September from May with no Ooh. no specific date in September, just September. September, yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if that got delayed again. Yeah, that game needed more time in the oven and uh, needs more than four months in the oven. Yeah. Uh, voice actors does not a good game make. You gotta have I, more. It's and... true. To me, it, it, it seems like a... Um, like a Watchdogs Legion situation where there was a lot of uh backlash, shall we put it, to um the product as it was presented and what their plans for it were, and so they're like, hmm, maybe we need to rethink this. Yeah, figure out what we're what we're doing here. Even though I want to maintain, I liked Watchdogs Legions. Like Watchdog Legion's idea. Yes. Yeah. Well, the, I don't think the it. problem with with Watchdog Legion was with watch with the game itself. It was more like there was a huge, like Ubisoft had had a terrible year with all the games that they yeah yeah, um, yeah. released, and they saying. were like, and they released that whole statement about okay that we need to they as a company are going to rethink their game development model. Yeah. Right. So yeah, good on uh, good on them for delaying games and when they might need it. Um, how I've got a question for y'all because I'm curious. How long do you think Final Fantasy VII remake is going to actually be? Uh, probably around like forty hours. I only I think I'm I'm hedging my bet fifteen. Mm. I bet it's only going to be fifteen hours. Mm, I'm there's there's no possible way that it's only fifteen hours. I'm hoping if you're not leaving Midgar, fifteen. I I'm hoping for if it was only, only fifteen, it would it would not be getting delayed. Yeah, I, you can I think you so. can only stretch Midgar so much, man. I I I don't agree. <laughs> I mean, we'll like, see. You, we'll see. You saw absolutely none of that city, and if their plans yeah. are to show you the entirety of Midgar. Uh, and it's supposed to be this gigantic metropolis. Yeah, we'll see. I I'm, I don't know. I I'm hoping for a good range between like twenty three to thirty hours, but that's pushing it. If we're not leaving Midgar, if we are leaving, then I think we could easily hit at least twenty. But if right. it's the I was I was just curious because I, I mean I don't know. If, I, I'm wondering how long this game's going to be. If it's the length of Kingdom Hearts 3, I think I'll be okay with it. Because the thing with Final Fantasy VII so story is that 30. it's paced well. <laughs> yeah. All right. I don't know if I would say Final Fantasy VII story is paced well. Uh, as <laughs> someone who is playing through it, I would say that it is. <laughs> Are you using fast forward? No. Oh. Huh. That's interesting. You should. I'm... I, it's playing like story beats are happening at a rate where I'm, I don't feel like I'm in a drought. Like something is always happening yeah. for the most part. I guess f- comparing it to kingdom hearts is apt because like the story makes absolutely no sense <laughs> in final fantasy seven. That's very true. Especially when you finish it, 
it really. Yeah. Have you beaten it before, Forrest? No, this is my first playthrough. Okay, yeah. yeah. No, I, the story makes no sense. I just so I guess the that's Nibelheim flashback today. That might be where my skepticism with what you just said is coming from. Yeah, like, having <laughs> recently finished yeah. it and being like, wait, you you think there's like, <laughs> you think there's a good story? Yeah, mode? okay. Do you know yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, let me trust me. Let me. Yeah, you've got to get. Let farther. me retcon what I yeah. just said. You've the got first to get few farther. hours are paced really well. Yes, <laughs> yes you're right. You're right, uh, and that's that's like why it makes sense to make why I think why they are doing it just doing a Midgar first because it's like one of the strongest sec- sections in the game. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> uh, for sure. But I think you guys are insane if you think that like a major triple a release is going to only be 15 to 20 hours long we'll see we'll see like who it comes doesn't out. matter that they said it, it was going to be that it's part one like they still put a lot is, of work into it yeah this is like a huge deal it's not going to be 15 hours long this we'll isn't a, a this isn't a telltale game all right this is tetsuya namura given giving into all of his excess <laughs> that is true yeah all right let's uh i want to talk about the theme park stuff last so let's talk about some other small news um bioshock for switch got rated all three games so that's exciting yeah um really love those games and i'll probably buy them a third for a third system maybe um, i'll get around to playing the burial at sea stuff because oh, i never yeah. got the chance to for that for the original release. Ah, well, for Bioshock Infinite? Yeah. Yeah, Burial at Sea is what leads a lot to my theory that argues with Seth, so <laughs> we won't talk about it. Nice. Did you ever even play it, David? Yeah. I had the season uh. pass for Infinite. Um, yeah. Got him. I, I did. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe. <laughs> but our argument was always based on the original ending. Ending, yeah. Yeah. So, um, and then... Let's see. What else? Uh, explain this no Series X thing to me, Seth. Let, let's talk about this note. Yeah, so Microsoft basically said that in the first the first two years of the lifetime of the their upcoming Series X console, for or should I say Series X model of the Xbox, that um, it's not going to have any games that are exclusive to that specific platform. So all, presumably every game that comes out in the next two years will be playable on all Xbox systems. And like, PC. See, that's where I was thinking this yeah, was that's, going. Yeah, that's maybe where I think it's going. Is that it won't be exclusive to the Series X just because it will also be on PC. No, I don't... I. The implication here was that you'll be able to play it on every Xbox model. Okay. No, I can see that. Because you can scale games. That's what they're going towards. That's what this whole series thing is yeah. trying to step to. So that makes sense. Hmm. That's kind of crazy. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's 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 definitely interesting. And I guess it it sort of makes sense with, with, with the idea of what Xbox is trying to do like they've been very clear that this is basically saying this isn't a new console this is a new version of the xbox one console right um 
and you know they're they're moving into that kind of iterative phone model um so it would make sense um and especially since so much of like their focus is on game pass um and and really getting their their games wherever honestly um but yeah i guess it i mean it's it's interesting but it makes it it makes sense when you consider like how they have uh framed this console and like what their overall like sort of model of a games company is yeah they're they're definitely pushing away from exclusivity in trying to bring in all aspects of the company and get in like what they have for their games um yep yeah it's interesting now just, now just put master chief collection on switch oh. yes do it please gosh you know it's weird everyone says that like it's this crazy pipe dream that like and it would be cool but that game is like 120 gigs it's not gonna fit on any switch no it would be like four cards. And it's not going to fit on a cart either. Just sell me a, uh, one of the Nintendo Switch things with like six cartridges in it yeah. with each game on I'll it. I'll be okay with that. Yeah. I'm fine with that. <laughs> but anyway, Xbox, <laughs> yes. Um, so Xbox, and then we'll, that'll naturally lead to um, no Sony at E3. Again. Again. Um, and, yeah, this and is uh, weird. It It's kind of weird, but it does lead... Um, there's there's been some talk that there's going to be a Sony event within the next month or so. Yeah, um, with, to like to actually reveal the console. Yeah, so it it there's nothing super concrete, but there is a lot of rumblings that there's going to be a Sony event, and you know I wouldn't be surprised if a Microsoft one didn't follow soon after in like March April, and then E3 is where. Maybe Microsoft announces a price, uh, but who knows? Yeah, I don't know if this is like as big a deal as it maybe like last year it made sense because everyone was like, well, they have no games, so why would they be here? Um, but I also don't know that it's like I I can't tell if it's a big deal or not. Like, well, the the issue this is not is, the this isn't the E three of old, right? The issue is being at E three doesn't mean anything anymore on a level because Nintendo has huge E3 stuff, but it is, it's event is not at E3. Yeah. But they still like pack the, the, the show floor and like, yeah, they, they're still there and they meet with people. Yeah. And I think maybe Sony just isn't on a level. Maybe they're just not interested in that part. Maybe. Yeah. Which is strange. Maybe they're not, Maybe they're trying to distance themselves from fans on a level because they, I mean, they're coming into this console generation from a winning position. And yeah, they can kind of, they have the room to kind of do what they want. Right. They have the room to kind of do what they want, but also they've got Microsoft who is on a severe upswing. Yes. Um, it is trying and, to swing at the fences, and not only with that, the 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 leaked specs, which Digital Foundry, which does they don't leak garbage, like they they only post about stuff they know about. Yeah, like 
the Series X is going to be more powerful than the PS5. By the way, so here, I want to, the quote that uh, Xbox Game Studios head Matt Booty said, Matt Booty, um, was, as our content comes out over the next year, two years, all of our games, sort of like PC, will play up and down the family of devices. We want to make sure that someone, that if someone invests in an Xbox between now and Series X, that they feel they made a good investment and that we're committed to them with content. All right. And that matters. And I'm wondering if Sony, on a level, it'll be interesting, doesn't think that they are going to have as strong of a showing. So they don't want to, I don't know. It's Dedicate the... Yeah, they don't want to waste the time with it. Um, But we'll see. That's And, you know, they might just want to be able to, like... It might not be that they don't have a strong showing, or but that they just want to reveal that stuff kind of on their own terms. Because, that makes sense. Like we said, they have they kind of have the leeway to do it. Like they they experienced an, an E three list year, and it clearly didn't like affect them all that much. So maybe they're like, well, you know, if we don't have to do this, there's no reason to. But I will maintain if they launch a system this year with they've got nothing announced. Yeah, yeah. Which so that, and that's the weird thing. They presumably. There, there, there would have to be. There would likely be lots of announcements at the actual unveiling. You would think. I mean, you would for, think Microsoft didn't do that when they weirdly unveiled the Series X out of nowhere at the Game Awards. Yeah, uh, and there, there, and there's an aspect of E3 that we kind of mentioned before is the show floor, which is a part that we don't have access to because we don't actually go to. The convention, but on the show floor, there are demos game for games, and like people are getting their hands on these systems. And with Sony not being there, no, not as many people I feel are going to be able to get their hands on the PS5. Yeah, they're going to get their hands what on it's the, about. They're going to get their hands on the Series X and the Switch Pro. Exactly. Which, <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, that's not going to happen. Maybe. Who knows? Well, there was that report. Yeah, there's there's always a report. Yeah, the old 4K Switch. Well, you know. that's not that's not what the report was, and there and you say there's always a report, but there was a report last year, and it ended up coming true. So, yeah, that's true. The light, yeah, it's fun. But, Speculation is fun. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. like I don't, I don't, I again, I don't think the hands-on thing is as big of a deal because like Sony could easily have their own event like in the same time window. You know, I mean, like, EA Across basically does street. that. Like, EA isn't at E3, but they do their stuff at the same time. Across yeah. the street. Yeah. <laughs> Which is, I don't know, I, I consider that practically E3. Yeah. Still. But, but like, but, but again, EA, yeah. EA wouldn't say that they're at E3. Yeah. So like it's entirely that. possible that Sony has an an event that is running concurrent to what E3 do they call happening. It? The EA Play event. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Which man, Vince Zampanella getting a hold of a new studio. So now he's got two studios under his belt. Yep. He did you see that, Seth? Yeah. That's uh man. EA just needs to let him take over. I'll I'll take that. They apparently are basically there. <laughs> like they seem to be okay. From from what I've heard. <laughs> In like different people talking about like that's kind of what they're positioning him as basically. I mean, good head of yeah. head of games. Maybe this will also lead to them getting off of uh, Frostbite. 
<laughs> yeah. Um, We've been there for a while. So <laughs> there's a Smash reveal tomorrow, guys and gals. And if it is groundbreaking and big enough with some extra news on top, we'll do a mini episode tomorrow. But if not, then you'll hear us talk about it next week. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Either way, I'll probably still be really excited. If it's Sora or Dante, we might do a mini episode. Ooh. If it's <laughs> anything else, I mean, who knows? Yeah. Um, I, I don't know that Sora or Dante would uh, warrant a whole. Like, I'm for you, thinking maybe. unless it's it's got to be like multiple reveals for it to be worthy of actually coming on and talking about. Yeah, that's fair. Man. If a if a new character if they shadow drop a new character before you come down or come over this weekend that'll be fun. Get yeah, to, get for to sure. Play oh some man, because Seth is going to be in town this weekend. Nice, that'd be good. That'd be crazy. Um, man, Ugh. if it's hmm, Ooh, there's I know I, there's... it's frustrating. <laughs> smash Smash character time is frustrating because it's easy to become a it, toxic fan, yep. and I do not want to be that. Yeah, I will be happy with whatever we get. Yeah, because especially it's it's nice knowing that there's going to be more characters coming. So exactly, like, yes. If it's not the one you want, you'll be like, well, maybe next time. Yep. Yeah. That's that's how I was with Terry. Yeah. I, I was hoping that it was going to be something more towards my interest, but it wasn't. But they said, yeah, there's going to be more. So I love and Terry's like legit fun to play with too. Yeah. I love that they put that with the Terry announcement. Yeah. They're like, don't worry, worry there's, there's going more. there's yeah. going to be more <laughs> they, after they knew they knew how people would react. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So that'll be fun tomorrow morning at nine six yeah Christ. six a.m. Pacific six a.m. Pacific nine Eastern. I'm at work at nine Eastern. You can pop. I mean, it's like a thirty minute direct. Yeah, because he's just, gonna play with. I'll just take my lunch break character. and just watch the entire thing on there. Breakfast break. Breakfast break. Yeah. Um, True. All right, and then a there was a four minute long Persona Five scramble trailer. So yeah, that was uh I was looking at the timestamps on YouTube. That one uh, was from 6 days ago. And okay. That was like a cinematic or like a story trailer which we couldn't understand a word of cuz we don't speak Japanese. Looks great though. Yeah. Um there yeah. was a 2 minute one put out I think 2 days ago. Ah. Uh, yeah. Uh, that I don't believe that was that was just the opening. Yeah, that might have been Perhaps. just the opening. That the opening video. Yeah, that also the opening video also came out, which it looks great. It definitely looked like an it's opening got, and, video. And it's got a great uh <laughs> It's got a great song, which is good. Yeah. Yeah. I'm very excited for this game. Um, It's probably not going to get here until, like, October or something. But it's really cool how they... This seems to be the most ambitious uh, Musou or Warriors game that they have ever... At least that I will have ever played and have ever seen. Yeah, because it's got different game styles in it. Yep. Yeah. And it's got, like, social links, like, the Persona games have, uh, and it's got like free roam areas like that you can go around w- not beating people up. Um, it looks really cool, and they're basically um, the cool. One of the coolest parts of that trailer is like at the end um, when the the logo pops up for the game. Yeah, uh, it it shows it, it puts up the the P five, and then there's a little number two that gets bumped out of the way to for the S for Scramble. So it's like they're positioning it as like a direct sequel to Persona 5, which yes. I'm excited yeah. for. Um, can you tell me, Seth, when Royal comes out? Uh, March. I March. 
Okay, so I've got... I went to... I honestly, this week, was going to play Persona 5. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, yeah, but Royal is coming out. So I might as well just wait. Yeah. Also, don't you have other games to play? I do. Yeah. And... Other th- uh, things, ones that aren't 100-hour RPGs. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're the thing is, right now, what made me want to do it is we're in this beautiful dead time yeah. of January and February. Where nothing is coming out. Yeah, because once March starts, once we hit like mid March, it is yeah. nonstop. Um, tra- although I guess Dragon Ball Z Kakarot came out this week, but that game what? does not look good. No. And so we'll see what the reviews say. If the reviews come out and like say that it's phenomenal, um, then, but it comes out, no, it comes out in three days or two. I don't know. It comes out depending on the when next, you listen. Yeah, within the next couple of days. So. Let's talk about this Nintendo theme park, guys, because they're they're definitely it's going to be great. Maybe we'll see. Hopefully. I don't know if it's going to work in real life. Hmm. It you're going to get a if you've ever been to Disney, you get a thing called a magic band, but it's like a, imagine like an Apple Watch with no screen, like it's just a like a Fitbit maybe, and you're going to be able to wear one in the park. And they they did like a big trailer production for this theme park. Um, over the past weekend because it's opening in Japan soon, I think, at least within the next six months. Yeah, it's got it's supposed to be open in time for the Olympics. Yeah, and Ooh. you you get this wristband with one of six characters on it, um, all good guys or girls. You get Yoshi Toad, Peach Daisy, Mario Yoshi Luigi. Toad. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you know, old Yoshi Toad, <laughs> and you can like hit blocks. And collect coins and stars, and that will help you fight boss battles, which you will like keep track of in an app, which is crazy. And there's going to be a Yoshi ride and a Mario Kart ride, which they haven't even talked about what these rides are going to be like. So what, in your mind, Seth and Forrest, is a Yoshi ride going to be like? Is it going to be a lot of grunting while you go high in the air? Is it yes, and then getting hit, and then us flying away and crying in like a babies in a yeah. bubble? Yes. Oh, you know okay. how it is. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I'm sure one of them will be a roller coaster. Yeah, that'll probably be the Mario Kart ride. Mm, I'm. See, I, would I would figure been... the Mario Kart ride would just be go karts. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping, but or like. In, um, in my mind, I see the Yoshi ride being like the Dumbo ride. Frustratingly, <laughs> as much uh, as I don't, I want expect it to, it to be. be more active. I could see the the Mario Kart being like um one of those kind of virtual si- simulator things. Maybe. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. But like you're going against other people. Yeah, like I would really six like person that. to a pod or something. Yeah, yeah, that would be really cool and immersive. Yeah. I would be really into that. Um, the only problem with that, and I, I think that that idea is really cool, Seth, is you can do that at a Dave & Buster's for like $5 instead of getting a $150 theme park ticket. Like Fair you enough. can you can play Mario Kart in an, in an arcade with your friends. Yeah, but like no one likes doing that. <laughs> really? That sounds those, pretty fun to me. Those games are good, I think. Uh, well, they control like crap. It's no Mario they Kart do kind 8 of Deluxe. 
But <laughs> yeah, they do kind of. I mean, I see what you're saying. This is like. I mean, I literally, I literally played one at the arcade the other day. They're not, they're not great. I mean, they're, they're a novelty, but, and they're, they, they're, they would never really compare to a ride at an amusement park. Yeah. So, how excited are you to run around and hit blocks with this wristband, Seth? <laughs> you know, let me tell you. <laughs> I have literally no answer for this question. <laughs> it, it's, I don't know. I'm sure it'll be fun. The, like the this stuff, it's it's cool, but it does like you talked about before the the stuff they have at Galaxy's Edge, like the sort of immersive kind of stuff. Like it it just doesn't. It it I have no real interest for it. Um, I go to theme parks for the rides, not for this kind of stuff. Okay. That's, I mean, that makes sense. I can see that. Uh, Forrest, I mean, you've been to Galaxy's Edge also, Forrest. Yes. Uh, so, like, are, is it going to be the rides or the weird immersive stuff that's going to get you? Both, to Both? be honest. Okay. Yeah. Because that's how I feel about Galaxy's Edge. It's, it, it's. Which, man, that new ride, by the way, is real good. I haven't gotten to be on it yet, yeah. but it, oh. it sounds great. Um. But like it's the combination of the two for me. Um, I think ultimately the rides need to be really good though. Like they need to be the better part of the equation. But for me, b- both are heavy factors in it. Okay. Yeah. I I really I'm really excited for this, and I I'm actually. Part of me is secretly more excited for when, I mean, of course, when it comes to Orlando, so we could go to it. Yeah. But also because I'm excited to see, and this is less of a video game fan and more of a theme park fan, I'm ready to see them push each other. Like, because Universal is releasing Nintendo with this whole new, like it's, what is it called? Epic Universe? Epic Universe? Yeah. This new the theme, worst theme park. park name. Yeah, it's the worst theme park mm-hmm. name. So dumb. It's oh what sounds pretty bad. Yeah. So Epic Universe is the name of their new park, and it's gonna have like five lands, and Nintendo's gonna be one of them. Yeah. So they're not attaching Nintendo to one of the existing ones. So I'm just excited to see Disney's reaction to this type stuff. And one of their reactions is the Tron roller coaster, which man. I'm excited for that. Very nice. Video game related. Yes. Brought it back. Yep, brought it back. Video <laughs> games. Tron. I'm in. Uh, man, it's Seth. There's a lot of Tron advertisements around Magic Kingdom now. Uh, and it's yeah. it's it makes me so happy that to see it get love. Good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's cool, but it's also like it's 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 weird because you know that they don't really have any plans for the actual they they World have a reboot. They're 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 planning to like do a full reboot. At one well, point, like Jared sure, Leto they, was going to be in it, but yeah, I I I thought it was yeah yeah I guess it was Jared Leto, but like that. There's been talk of that for a long time. Yeah, like since <clears throat> Tron Legacy came out and but, bombed. But video games and theme parks. It's they're really starting to mesh those two realities together, uh, because gamifying things helps people care about it more, and that's it's interesting. I'm excited to see where this goes. 
um, the Mario Kart ride, the Yoshi ride, you know, uh, I'm excited to see how they keep adding video games to stuff on the cruise ship in the kids area, Seth, there was a whole like star Wars training area where you played these missions on like with joysticks and stuff. And you could play through Hoth and like, um, like the battle of Naboo and everything. And like, they're adding more and more, simulation video game-esque stuff to different so wait was it was it just the arcade game no it was actually like reaction and it it was different than the arcade game because i you don't you didn't have as much free reign but what Ah. you did affected the outcome so it was interesting it was neat and they they also had like ipad set up where you could play the disney games that they have like the the one Marvel game your brother plays. I forget the name of it, but he plays it all yeah. the time. Yeah. Um, Strike Force or something. Strike Force or something. They have like eight versions Raid of Shadow it. Shadow Legends. Yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, it's, uh, man, video games and the the main world and how they're... The main, <laughs> the main world. world. The, the main world. The main world, the real world. <laughs> um, how, they're, how they're interacting is exciting, and I uh, am ready to see how it grows from here because... It's, you know, it's more and more meshing together, you know. Yep. Now, yeah. if only those these theme parks didn't cost $200 to go to. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be nice. That would be Maybe very I'd go. nice. It's, uh, it is rough to be a theme park fan. Yeah. Huh. Ain't that the truth. But. <laughs> All right. With that, um, we will be back next week. Um, with some more content luckily we're in a dry time with where there's not a lot of games coming out so maybe we're going to get into the backlog games yeah um that's nice that's what i'm doing seth and i have borderlands dlc we haven't played so we'll probably play some of that hopefully because apparently this dlc was real good Mm -hmm. uh and like a return to form a little bit so at least humor wise and stuff which Mm. who knows if that's good yeah but We'll see. <laughs> and uh, uh, by this time next week, I think Kentucky Route Zero will be out. Or no, that's no, no, that's the 28th. Yeah, man, I'm excited to play that. I did promise Seth that I would play it when it all came out. And yep. here I am ready to play it. Yeah. So we did kind of skip over that news, but that's coming. Yes. And yeah. So if anyone wants to come over and play it with me. Uh, please do. Okay, there you because... go. Open invitation. Yeah, honestly, he's, he's done like, it before. The game, it's so good. <laughs> uh, I want, I want, I want to share it with people. It's like, it's lit. It's legit that good. I believe you, and I'm excited to play it. So, with that, we will see you next week. Um, share the episode and share it with your friends. Bye. Catch you in the main world. So I. I can't follow that up. See you on the flip side? There you go. <laughs> so long. Bye. See you at the Hogtown Fair. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>